All right, we get it rolling on the Krug Show. We're back after Warrior Basketball. Warriors-Lakers tonight. Doing so much NFL that I haven't done any Warriors in a while, but I decided let's let's get the band back together. And uh, so we're doing it tonight. And, of course, we're brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week. We're also brought to you by Marin Auto Glass, marinautoglass.com, underdog fantasy. Uh, check the link in the description. Use the promo code Krug, and they will match you up to your first $100. And we have two sponsors for just this month alone. Sharp Corner Sports Cards and Collectibles, 205 Cypress Avenue. Check them out in Pacific Grove. Call Anthony Catania. He's at 831-521-5264. And ValleyHillRoofing.net, 209-481-6851. That's 209-481-6851. The website links are all listed in the description. We are back doing our thing. Ballers in the house. Danny's up there in the corner. Rye's got a warrior hat. Red's in the house in the dungeon with the backdrop. Uh, Carl Foster, I believe, is going to join us as well. Gentlemen, good to see you. Um, this is the first we've talked in in quite a while. Uh, the Warriors went tonight against the Lakers and get a nice win, 128-110. to 110. As uh, Steph Curry drops in 32, he hit six threes, he had eight assists, and the Warriors beat a Laker team that was missing uh, LeBron James, who the Warriors tried to get from the Lakers just a couple weeks back at the deadline. Um, good to see you guys. How are you guys doing? Let's Before we even get into the game, let's uh, let's go right to the pleasantries. Um, haven't, haven't talked to you guys. I talked to Baller and Danny and Rye at the end of the – uh, football season, I think the last maybe the NFC Championship game, but Red, I haven't talked to you in a number of weeks. How you been? I've been good, man. Uh, again, uh, this is a good time of year for sports because there are multiple things happening. Um, again, um, I like to be a fan also, and I got the opportunity to be a fan while doing a show during football season because I don't know if there's anybody online in the Bay Area who was locked in as you as much as you were with regards to the 49ers. So I was getting a lot of my knowledge and a lot of my takes listening to the various shows that you were doing. Uh, uh, I'm doing fantastic. And like you said, it's good to have the guys back together. And uh, I'm looking forward to the, the finish of the Warriors season because I think they're going to do pretty well. You've been doing the dungeon. How's the dungeon going? You know what? I have a loyal group of uh, followers. Um, I think the content's really strong, uh, building kind of a rhythm. And um, that's that's the focus. The focus is on doing a great show. Uh, I am so amazed and, and, and gracious about the people who check me out. We actually do some pretty cool shows, man. So I'm really, really um, excited about the future. I just dropped a new song a couple of weeks ago that's getting a lot of positive response. So uh, what's know, it entitled? It's called Where I'm Supposed to Be. And, um, you know, you guys have the technical skills. Maybe Rye will be able to pull it up or whatever. But uh, everybody likes right. the song. Everybody likes the song. It's good. Is it is it better than this little riff? Wait a second. Where's my Where's my mic? There we go. You miss your shot at life. You think there's nothing else for you to do. Wow. What do you think, Frank? We got that one out of the drop of a hat. Is it? Where do you put it compared to? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Do, actually. This, this is this is what I'll say. I'll say "Make You Feel" has become kind of a classic. I mean, it's been listened to over a thousand times. Where I'm supposed to be is a good song, and it's on that level. It's like the Beatles didn't have one great song; they had multiple. So uh, I'm a consistent artist. I think I think you know when you listen to it, you'd be like, okay, that's pretty good too. But make hey, you feel Red, really good. Yes, Red, I, I got to ask you a question on that song. Um, I've been playing different music, uh, my openings, and I uh, they're supposed to be royalty free, and they keep people keep uh, claiming them, and I get demonetized for the songs as I have to find a new song. Can I use your song in my opening? Absolutely. Okay. Good. 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 I would, love to, see, I would you, love to see Frank okay that, and then like six months from now, just sue Danny for just <laughs> you, just. Just Dan Cochamillo is taken down in a ugly lawsuit. Frank Red, how dare you take my my song? Dad, you Dad, you have permission to use any of my songs that you like. Uh, it's all good, man. Thank awesome. you. Awesome, thanks. We'll do it. We'll promote it. Appreciate yeah. you. So what? Uh, good to see all you guys. What did you guys think of the Warrior game tonight? Um, w- once LeBron went out, I don't. Ry, what was the spread tonight? Uh, the look ahead spread because I was monitoring Started it yesterday. At six, right? It, it was at four and a half last night, and I was like, "Hmm, four and a half for the Dubs seems kind of a lot versus the Lakers. They tend to kind of these play like they the Lakers tend to go insane and get you know seventy free throws and figure out a way to keep it close. So, but then I heard LeBron might be out, and then yeah, I think it finished like six and a half or seven. Did you did you get it? Did you get some action on that, right? No, no, I no. didn't. Carl Foster joins the mix as well. Carl, I like the backdrop. Look at you. You got you got <laughs> look at you. You got plants in the background now, and you got you got pictures and look at you. Got the American flag hanging down there. You got the American flag. You got some nice window coverings. Um, did you guys and and um we just started, by the way. Uh we're we're getting rolling here. Uh one of the stories of the day that caught me was Joe Lakeup. Did you guys see? Joe Lakeup spoke today and he said, we're not here just to be some team. And he was kind of partially defending the fact that the Warriors went after LeBron James and Carl, obviously uniquely, I don't know if people know this, but Carl um, coached LeBron James in, in, in the AAU circuit. I mean, well before he ever played for, for, uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, well before he ever was the first pick in the draft. What did you think, Carl, when you saw that Joe Lacob, um, you know, he was the guy who pushed the Warriors and Mike Dunleavy to try to make a play for uh, LeBron? And then I don't, it got played like the Lakers said no and that LeBron didn't want to go. But um, what did you, you think of that whole story? Did you, was LeBron to the Warriors ever, you think, real, a real possibility? Oh, you, you're muted. By the way, I think I can hear Frank's song in the background yeah, here too. Yeah. Let me see if I can push that all the way down. Carl, you're muted. You're muted. Are you still muted? Am I mute? Have I muted him? No, I didn't mute you. He's got some technical difficulties there. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Um, Brian Iglesias, by the way. Says Dubs are thirteen and a half point favorites against the streaking Hornets, who are playing good ball as of late. It's an interesting line for a back end of a back to back. Well, as Carl figures out his his mic situation, what do you guys think of? 
and size going to join us at some point. So there will be some bickering here. You, you know, that's coming. Um, he's just, oh, wait, wait. I, we, we got to set up like size going to come in hard. Cause I think the last time we all convened was, uh, the great Kaminga is not a pure scorer. Uh, oh, and Cy was basically like, uh, I bet my life that, you know, he'll be the second best player on the team. You know what? Sai <laughs> has uh, the meter is starting to move towards Sai, even though he's not. A, he's but he's not, not a scorer. He's not. He's not a, not he's a not pure a KD. Not a pure he just scorer. can score. He's he, Sai's right now still locked on, so he's lecturing the people over there on why Kerr needs to go. Uh, but he will uh, join us here shortly. Well, but, Ryan, but, I were talking about uh, not this season, but last season. We said. We think that LeBron and Steph need to team up, and it could happen someday. So, oh, I, I would love it. I personally, uh, I I think the you idea would love of LeBron, LeBron on the Warriors because yeah, I would hate I, it. I would because it would almost guarantee one more title. Because you think about how much how he just runs the league and with clutch and everything, and the way the Lakers are always somehow able to like completely retool and sign guys for way too cheap. Like somehow they signed Austin Reeves for nothing and nobody else made an offer, like just ridiculous stuff like that. It would all start happening for the Warriors. Like they would start getting, getting all these sweet deals and uh, yeah. The buyout candidates would all would come on yeah. board. Oh, exactly. Exactly. What do you think? Like what do you guys club. think? Do you, do you guys think that if LeBron joined the Warriors, the Warriors, would that be the secret ingredient to get uh, Steph one more ring? They would be yeah. one of the best teams in the league. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think depending Lakers, on what they had to trade, right? Yeah, I wouldn't give Kuminga and Clay. And Draymond's like, we ain't trading Kuminga and Clay. And you saw him and Barkley going back up, back and forth during the All Star game about that. Yeah, I don't believe that. I think I, I mean, I mean, what are you going to trade him for? Nothing. I mean, come on. I mean, Jeannie Buss to me played that thing like a G. I mean, I mean, she's like the Griselda of basketball, man. I mean, she didn't flinch at all. She said, talk to his agent, meaning that I'm not um, I'm not uh, excited. I'm not un, uh, I'm unnerved by this. This is big boy business. And if this is what we got to do, this is what we have to do. But everybody was clean. I just really like the way she was able to deflect that whole scenario because She's thinking about the Lakers five to seven years from now. And the idea that the Warriors could get LeBron James without giving the Lakers some of their top pieces is absurd. The way to get LeBron, in my opinion, is draft Bronny. Draft Bronny. LeBron said he would love to play a year oh, or two. In his year. And I know Bronny, you know, I know he's playing for USC. I don't quite know how well he's doing. Uh, I, I went to go watch him in friend. person, and it is – I mean, compared to the Boogie Ellis and uh, whatever the other guard they have, that's going to be like a top five pick. Like he's just, it looks like a different, it's a whole different. But would, would you spend that late first round pick ah. if it kind of it, ensures... Kind of like the way you would on some random European that there's only like really grainy tape about, but you're like, maybe this guy grows like five inches and turns into Jokic. Yeah, well, he's I'm, I'm more this... doing it with the hopes it's getting LeBron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's where well, LeBron this year's draft. LeBron can right? walk next year. LeBron can walk next year. I I doubt he goes out in the draft. I mean, that would be absurd. The guy's averaging like three points on like thirty five percent shooting. But yeah, well, that's true. Um, so you don't expect he can't. He could be though in this upcoming draft if he if he wanted to be. 
if he felt like he was going to go high enough. Yeah, I, I don't see him listed here on NBADraft.net in the mock draft. Uh, Carl, can you hear us? Well, you can hear us, but you can't. We can't hear you. Yeah. What do you think, Rye? You're the tech guy. What what what's what's he got? What what does Carl need? I don't know. I would go into the settings audio and check what your mic says. Because if you oh. if the speaker it seems like the speaker is good, he because he can hear us. But maybe you can hear us, right, Carl? Yeah, he can hear us, but we just can't hear him. It, yeah, it might be in the settings in uh, in Streamyard. Check your settings. Go. To I mean, Carl's a good-looking man. Do we do we just keep him here for the looks? I mean, just because he's, a, you know, man, that one guy in the bottom box, he didn't say a ton, but man, he was dapper. He was dapper. Um, yeah. What if Carl just? What if Carl just made expressions? He's just like, mm. you know, he's got just absolutely fire takes too. Like, and and they're just bubbling up, and he's just trying to get them. We got to get. Out. We got to get Carl's uh, mic going before Cy gets here. Uh, that's for sure. Carl, see what you can do. Um, Rye, do you have Carl's number? I do. I do have Carl's number. Maybe you, maybe you could dial yeah. up Carl off air for just a second and see if you can dial him up because, uh, God knows Danny and I can't. And, um, you know, I'm not sure about red and baller. No. Um, what, what do you, what do you, okay. Where are the warriors? As far as this season goes, we know with the win, they're 28 and 26. They're a game over 500 at home, 15 and 14. Um, the playoffs, which a few weeks ago seemed like a pipe dream, now are not a pipe dream. Now it's very much a reality that they could be in the playoff mix. They're they're right now, if the season end, they're in the 10 seed right now, so they'd be in the play-in if the season ended today. They probably could get as high as... Six. Six, maybe? You think six? I they think could get, yeah. So the, that would the get them out of the play the in. Goal is, the goal is to get in the top six. That's still the yeah. goal. They're only like three in the play. loss column. Three in the loss column behind six. So what do you think? I mean, are the Warriors, um, do, do you like the, uh, the. We're going off the rocker today. You know, what I wanted to say is the joy is back, right? I, the joy. I took myself out of the, <laughs> by accident, hitting the wrong button. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you think you would be able to figure out the stream. I've only been doing this for like, I don't know, two years now. Um, I'll get it. I'll get it. But what do you guys think? I mean, I like Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Now tonight he went one of nine. One of four on three, 28 points for, or 28 minutes for Clay, four rebounds, five assists, only three points. Um, I, I, you know, I, I know he has a hard time dealing with it. I thought the other day when he came out and he's like, hey, Manu Ginobili, you know, made it to the Hall of Fame coming off the bench, like almost like he's embracing it. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I just feel like Clay probably on this team needs to come off the bench. And I, I need him to, um, you know, to embrace it. And because I think he's such a powerful um, force as a as an influence on the team that if he's dealing well with his bench role, I think there's more joy in Warrior Land. What do you what do you guys think of Clay coming off the bench? Is it is he is it is it going to be short 
a short deal and he's going to be starting again? Do you think you want to see it the rest of the year? Where are you guys with Clay coming off the pine? I love it. I think it's the right move at this moment. Uh, and it does feel like it's only two star- two games coming off the bench, but it feels like Clay is embracing it. Tonight, you know, again, he struggled from the field. I don't like he's drifting on a lot of these shots. Like I want him to go straight up and down. But nonetheless, he did make some nice passes. Trace Jackson Davis was freaking awesome tonight, Larry, watching this game. Jackson Davis, he needs 15 to 20 minutes every game. And Clay, five assists is a lot for Clay. So while the shot wasn't falling, he was making some nice passes, which you like to see. But I think the bench roll is his going forward. You know, to be honest, Pajemski's bringing more to the lineup with his energy, just with all the things he gives you, the rebounding, the charges taken. Uh, Pajemski's doing more. I think it's the right fit for Clay to come off the bench at this point. We welcome in the man who has been locked on Warrior basketball for the last half hour, I'm sure, or more, the great Cy Satsis. Cy, we're we're getting the band back together. Yeah. (laughs) We were talking a little bit about Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Um I, I like it if he because I think he's a powerful force. I'm just looking at the team overall going, wait a second. Um, you know, is there enough minutes all the way around? Clay played 28 tonight. Moody did get in there. He played 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But what do, what do you think of, of Clay coming off the bench? What do you think of the way the way the Warriors have looked since he went to the bench? Well, it's only been two games, so it's right. really early to say, but um it, it, long overdue, long overdue. I mean, uh, you know, Greg Popovich said it best that if managed nobly can come off the bench, anyone can come off the bench. Um, you know, and look, when you're coming off the bench like Clay is, you're suddenly facing inferior opposition in terms of defense. Instead of facing starters, you're facing second unit players. So you're getting easier looks. The competition isn't as stiff. And you're building momentum in terms of, of, of doing that. You're, you're feeling good by the time the late game minutes roll around. Um, his shot wasn't falling tonight, but he didn't look bad. Like, like the, he passed the eye test. He was feeding Trace Jackson Davis a lot of buckets, especially late in the game. Yeah, I like you, man. And great to see all y'all. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Um, Carl has the mic. You should be able to hear me. Love it. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Hey, Carl, how you been? He's What's absolutely glowing right now. What's up, right. Cy? How you? What's up? Good to see you, man. Very baller. <laughs> <laughs> we got a seven. We got a seven box going tonight. Um, what, Carl, what give give us your quick thought on on uh, on Clay? Because you know, I was saying this the other day on ninety five seven, the game to um, I forget who it was, Grandy or one of the guys over there. Just that I, I, I like Clay Thompson off the bench on this team because I just think that he's a powerful presence if he's willing to kind of agree that this is his best role. I think it's better for Pajemski. I think it's easier. Forget Clay for a second. I think it's just easier for veteran players to come off the bench, whether it be baseball or basketball. Um, I just think it's easier. I think it's, it's mentally more challenging to come off the bench than it is to start. And I think it's usually a veteran that can do it better. What do you think? It's only been two games, one good, one bad. Uh, well, one, I don't think there's been a bad game because the, okay. objective, the objective is the to one. win. Yeah. <laughs> if you're winning basketball, really, who gives a stink about, you know, scoring? I thought, uh, by the way, I thought the best line 
over the course of the NBA All-Star game was when Draymond Green mentioned that Cat had 50 points and they're down by 25. <laughs> because for some guys, the only thing they care about is the stat line. Uh, I think the one thing that has happened with this team, needless to say, they have been through a roller coaster season and how it's affected Clay has been a big part of the mental, emotional piece of him wanting to be the most elite player he could be. But I think with what they've all gone through as a team and how they bonded around one another, supporting each other and the family of their fallen comrade, I, I think that has helped everybody put their their agenda and their ego in their back pocket. Uh, right now, the Warriors might be the deepest team in the Western Conference in terms of guys that can come in and really impact winning. And tonight I was really excited to see that when Clay saw that the shot wasn't there, he just became an assist machine because mm -hmm. he still draws more attention. Even though he's playing against second unit guys sometimes, he's still going to be guarded like a guy who can go off for 35 points at any time. That just leaves the floor so open for their bigs, for post-up, for Sarge. And imagine what happens when Chris Paul is running the second unit and you've got Stefan Pajemski and Draymond moving the ball around and creating energy with the first unit. So uh, I, I think the two games he's come off the bench, the fans may notice that a lot. I think his coaches, they were kind of past that. They're really all focused on how can we finish these last 29 and now 28 games and put ourselves in the best position to be successful. Um. Sai, how how far do you think this Warrior team can go? I mean, it you know, a couple of weeks ago it didn't look good, and now you know it looks like they might be able to get the sixth seed, the seventh seed, and maybe get out of the play-in tournament. How is the rest of the regular season going to go, Sai? Well, the Warriors have the third easiest schedule the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, they're I've I've never complained about the roster. I thought the roster was sound from the get-go. You know, Baxter Holmes just wrote an article. Uh, I think today or yesterday from ESPN highlighting, you know, Steve Kerr's just uh, resistance to playing young players uh, because he doesn't feel like they're they're up to speed in terms of the offense that he likes to run, especially with Steph out there. Um, look, to me, the Western Conference as a whole, it's deep, but it's a little overrated in my humble opinion at the top, meaning I do think the Warriors can make some serious noise. What I saw tonight that encouraged the ever can I I haven't swore on anything in a long. Can I say shit? Okay, so you, you absolutely can. Okay, so what impressed the ever living shit out of me tonight was the fourth. I'm gonna have to mute you. I we don't like swearing. <laughs> um, I didn't. I said you could say it. I didn't say what the repercussions would be. Um, there's always repercussions. Uh, you know, you just. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. I'm gonna <laughs> Go ahead. I, usually I save the mute for Danny, but you know, it's just I. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. Um, but what impressed me the most tonight, because the Warriors entered this game with the worst fourth quarter defense in the in the NBA in terms of uh, defensive rating, and I don't doubt that applies to scoring as well. But what what Steve Kerr did tonight, and I'll give him his kudos every time he does something smart, and he did it tonight, was he gave Moses Moody nearly eight minutes, seven minutes fifty three seconds, more specifically. And he gave Trace Jackson Davis eight minutes, 20 seconds in the fourth quarter. What, what, what I've seen with the Warriors blowing these fourth quarter leads is Kerr going to these older veterans who just are not the same players defensively anymore. And that's how teams have been catching up. And that's how teams are, are coming back. And tonight he went with the young legs. He went with the, 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 the fresh bodies. And it paid off. The Trace Jackson Davis minutes, especially as a whole, was very encouraging to see. My honest belief, man, and I say this genuinely, 
is if they play the right players at the right time, this team, this team can beat anybody. This team can can win the whole thing, as crazy as they, that may sound. It's a huge if, but what I saw tonight with these young players playing in the fourth quarter was damn encouraging, and it made me feel good. Do you guys all agree with that? I mean, uh, do you agree with Cy that the Warriors could win the whole thing? I do. I do, too. Yeah, and, and the reason being is because the Western Conference this year is the NBA's version of Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, you're going to see a bludgeoning happen in the opening round. It's really about who you match up against. If the Warriors play OKC or Sacramento, I like their chances. And those mm -hmm. are two teams that they could possibly play. If Phoenix plays Dallas, a good team's going to go home early. And – you know, once you get into the second round, it's fair game. Anybody can win because these teams are really, really close. So I would agree with Cy. I also, I thought your take was really strong. The Warriors are the deepest team in the Western Conference now. They got players across the board. They're averaging damn near 30 assists per game. Uh, their turnovers in the second half uh, decreases quite a bit from the first half. I like you, Cy. Never had a problem with the roster. I like what I'm seeing from this team. I think they got a good shot of playing deep into the season. I can't count this team out. So I'm on board with these guys. I can't I can't count out the Warriors. And what I'm seeing, fellas, the joy is back. There were stretches earlier this year where I wasn't looking forward to watching the Warriors games as much as I had been. They weren't playing the brand of basketball that we've gotten accustomed to for the last decade, right? It was frustrating. Wiggins looked disinterested. And, you know, Draymond suspended. But this last month and a half, I mean, this team is really coming on strong. Like, they're getting better and better. Jonathan Kuminga is averaging mm. 20 points a game over the last month and a half. You know, Pajemski keeps getting better and better. Like, I'm not putting the cap on this team, and I'm back on board where you can't count these dubs out. You know, they're, they're, they're deep, like you said, tonight. Chris Paul still out, GP two out. They're gonna have a, they're gonna have some trouble with minutes to be distributed when they're at full force. And in a strange way, uh, sadly, the whole thing that happened with Decky, I think it's brought this team together in a way that you know can only could happen in such a tragic situation. Uh, I think these guys are playing with a for another purpose as well. Are the Warriors too deep? <laughs> Are they too yeah. deep? I mean, we've talked Man. about depth, but I mean, you know, when, you know, Danny just kind of hit on it there. When Paul comes back, there's tough, there's tough decisions and young players might get squeezed. And sometimes the young players hey, are their fellas, best players. I got, I got a jump. Apparently my parked vehicle got sideswiped. So I got to <laughs> attend to something. Uh, Are you serious? I just got to knock on the door. Sideswiped uh, or somebody picked it up? I I, I got to go check it out, fellas. Are you All in right. the city? Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, Paul, or, maybe. Paul, uh, or text me, text me if things, uh, if you, you get some news on that. Let me know. We'd love to stay know. Stay safe out there, too, man, in case that thug is, you know, still out there or whoever that is. He's, he's um, in the creek. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, it, it might be, oh, it might oh, be just well, a nice civilian. Civilian. So civilian knocking There, there can't door. be bad people in the creek. I mean, I live here, too, but. Uh, there's, I get little <laughs> alerts on my phone. A crime was committed within 75 yards of your front door. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, but no, seriously, so Joe Schmo here says if the Warriors get a guy in the buyout, 
Now we're talking about what Danny said, um, Chris Paul coming back. Well, I think that's where, a really where are you guys? Hint. Yeah, where are you guys? Are they too deep? Do they need a big man in the buyout? To me, it seems like the answer is yes. But who who's going to be in that market, and and who sits and who plays? Okay, Larry, I, I'm going to give you a very simple answer to all three of your questions. Okay, because it's really the same answer. The answer is no, no, and no. Here's the bottom line: the Warrior team, and I think Danny, you touched on it very well. It's one of those. It's one of those things that you don't touch on a lot. Uh, I had one of my closest friends lost his wife this week, oh, and there's certain questions people don't want to ask when people are going through tragedies, and we all we've all had to go through it. It's the toughest thing in the world to lose somebody you love and somebody you are connected to, but it does. It creates a whole environment of really taking into consideration what's critical. I, when I look at the Warrior team right now, they look like a high school team. Meaning, and, and Frank, you've coached high school. Some of the other guys have probably coached. Some of us have played. When you're playing high school basketball and it's getting close to playoff time, you're not concerned about anything except going to the next level. That's it. I, I don't think any of the veterans are going to be concerned about playing time. I don't think any of the young guys are going to be complaining. I, I definitely think everybody needs a certain amount of action to stay sharp. Like I was really glad that Moody got some real minutes tonight because he hadn't looked sharp. He was still grinding and hustling and doing that thing, but he hasn't really found his three-point stroke again. So it's all going to come down to matchups. And when they play, just like the team that they had that won uh, when they had uh, young fella uh, JaVale McGee, they had guys who would play in some series and not others. That's what they're going to be like in the playoffs. They're going to find the eight or nine guys who best go against that matchup if they can get out of the play-in. I have a tough time seeing them get to the sixth spot. Not that they can't, but it is really tough to leapfrog four teams. They would have to leapfrog the ninth, the eighth, the seventh, and the sixth team to finish in the top six. And to be honest, with the top four, pretty much we know who those top four teams are in the West. It doesn't matter if you're going up against Minnesota, if you're going up against the Clippers, if you're going up against OKC, or you're going up against who's ever going to end up the fourth seed. It's going to be a very similar matchup. The question is, who do the Warriors match up with well? Who do the Warriors have a, a tactical advantage on? They have a tactical advantage on Minnesota. The tactical advantage is, can we play efficient enough in a way that forces them to take one of the big guys off the floor? If they play OKC, can we get some of their young players who haven't played in the clutch minutes to maybe not play well? Can we create environments where they maybe lose contact with some of our shooters? Uh, the Clippers, that's a really tough matchup for them because they match up really well defensively against what the Warriors do offensively. So that, to me, is what it's going to come down to. Because look at it. Right now, the Sacramento Kings are in the play-in. And we know good and well they could easily be in the top four in the West. Yeah, I think – it is a really interesting subplot, Chris Paul coming back, seeing what that does to this team, because I feel like the biggest evolution and kind of what we all wanted to see at the beginning of the year was like at the beginning of the year, the really concerning thing for me and why I was very close to just writing this team off was like they were small and unathletic. Like they, they were playing Corey Joseph or Chris Paul with Steph, with Clay. It was like they were slow they play they couldn't play defense and like no you know clay wasn't to a level where you know he's it, it it was basically just Steph out there 
So what I wanted to see was like, show me some lineups with Wiggins and Kaminga out there, Wiggins and Moody. Like, show me now this team, like the identity is turning into, yes, obviously Steph Curry, um, but especially since Draymond got back and he's able to kind of facilitate things, it's turned into like an athletic wing team. And you're seeing uh, Wiggins is much more comfortable in this style of play. Same with Kaminga. Um, you know, it's great seeing Moody in there. I feel like he deserves a ton of props because, I mean, the guys, it, it, he, in my opinion, like what he's done, like he deserves to play in the NBA. He deserves to be in a rotation, getting a lot of minutes. Everything that he's done, he's gone about it the right way. And it's just so cool that he's able to stay ready like this. So I do think they're going to need him in big matchups in the playoffs. So. Uh, it's interesting. I was looking, did you guys see earlier today? Um, <clears throat> the former warrior who's one of my favorites. I don't know how you guys feel about, um, about, uh, Legler, but to me, Tim Legler is one of my favorites. And he says Lovely. that he views, um, he says the, the warriors have been plagued by plenty of issues. Their lack of size remains. Uh, he says clay and Wiggins have declined and he doesn't think they can win a playoff series. Um, mm. obviously you guys don't agree, huh? I totally disagree with legs. I mean, uh, I played a lot against legs in college. We, 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 we battled quite a bit. He was a good uh, player, man. He really was. He, he, he was a very good player. Um, I, I, I'll leave it at that. He wasn't much of a defensive player, but, but no, he was a shooter though. But, good shooter. But, but a phenomenal analyst, just, just brilliant. Um, but he was the guy who said that basically James Harden sucked. And, and Harden was the third best player on Philly, and he, he didn't have anything left. And that's and that was totally wrong. I mean, James Harden has gone to L.A. and, and, and lit a fire to the Clippers, and they're one of the best teams in the league. So um, he's an excellent analyst, but I think that he's wrong. When I look at the Golden State Warriors, and I look what they can do defensively against these offensive juggernauts in the Western Conference, in, in meaningful minutes, when you put GP2 out on, on the court, with me, um, I mean, with um, Wiggins and Draymond Green, that's how you win. You don't outscore good teams, stop good teams from scoring, which is why the Phoenix Suns are going to have problems. Also, the Warriors have the proper attitude. They're not afraid to get into a fight. That's what it's going to be in the Western Conference. So, Lecter wasn't a real physical player, by the way. He was a scorer, wasn't a physical player. That's how you're going to win. I like the toughness of this team. Kaminga has has kind of transferred some of his youth. To all of a sudden, the attitude has turned into a positive. This guy seeked out Anthony Davis tonight to send a statement to dunk in his face. That wasn't by accident. So I like this Warrior team because of everything that I just said. I want to. I I think this uh, the Warriors play the Nuggets Sunday. And that's going to reveal a lot because the Nuggets to me are the are the that's the mountain you got to climb over. And they, they, they've lost, I think, six in a row to the Nuggets. Now, last year was the first time in this dynasty. They got swept in a season series by a team. And that was the Nuggets. Um, so if they beat the Nuggets Sunday and the Nuggets seems healthy, I, I, I would be very encouraged. Um, and regarding the, the buyout market, there's only one player that would ever be a possibility. I know some people want Robin Lopez, but. Kerr, Kerr's only going to bring people in that know his system that he's comfortable with. Otto Porter Jr. is the only player out there who I could see being a possibility. 
Um, and, and again, that's a huge if, uh, just because of the chemistry thing, but, but Otto Porter Jr. Would fit in. He won a title with this team just two years ago. He would solve a lot of the size issues. He is six, eight, but sometimes plays bigger. Um, so I, I again, the nuggets to me are the, are the biggest, you know, obstacle. If they can win that game Sunday, I'm feeling damn good about this Warriors team, but if they lose that game, I'm concerned. And regarding Chris Paul, um, I, I would bet anything that when he comes back, my issue with the Chris Paul usage this year is just the number of minutes. I don't like when he plays 30 minutes. If he plays 20 minutes, the Warriors are fine. It's when he starts getting into the 30-minute mark, you're eating up a lot of time from other players who are deserving. Realistically, though, my guess is when Chris Paul comes back, you're going to see Lester Quinones be the sacrificial lamb and likely will not be getting a, a run anymore. Whether that's a good or bad thing remains to be seen, but... Um, that's what I see looking ahead. Um, last time we were here, we got into a knockdown drag out argument about uh, Jonathan Kuminga uh, with uh, Sai saying he's a scorer, uh, Carl, me, and a couple others saying he's an athlete. Um, and now Kuminga uh, tonight reaches double figures for a career best 34th straight game with 12 points. And the, and the Warriors have won. Nine out of eleven since that that loss that last loss to the Lakers, um, and that was a night where Le LeBron had a triple double, thirty six, twenty, and twelve. How has Kuminga found a way to go from doghouse and doesn't fit, and it looks like everybody thinks he should be traded to key cog playing? He's to me, he's one of the most unique players because there were times in his early career where he looked like a guy who had springiness but not a lot of basketball IQ this year he looks like he's upped his basketball IQ significantly and I don't I mean is that coaching is that all Jonathan was it all in there and he just needed to adapt to the league my my buddy at the donut shop said Krug, it's all because he's got a new haircut. I said, come on, yeah. don't tell me it's his haircut. Um, I do think the haircut, like seriously, I think the hair haircut is emblematic though because it is such a horrible haircut. It was just one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. And it looks like he just took he just took like some clippers and just buzzed that shit off. And, and, it's like, yeah. and like that's how he's been playing. He's like, I'm all right, I'm down. I'm going to get it out the mud. I'm, so I'm just going to show up with yeah. Rise a believer in the haircut. Yeah. Uh, what is what? What do you guys see? Tell me what you guys see with Kuminga. How has he gone from a guy that looked like he didn't fit to a guy that absolutely does and is making really really smart basketball plays? I saw one the other day. I forget what game it was. It was pre break? Who was the game? Like one game or two games before the break? He comes down and he gets the ball. There's a guy between him and the bucket. He gets it in the lane. In the past, he would have cocked that thing back and he would have tried to jam it on the guy. And instead, he kind of drifted a little bit to the side, drew the defender with him about a foot or two, passed it to Draymond for a for an easy bunny. Um, and it's like that kind of growth is so inspiring to see. What are you guys seeing with Kuminga? How did he how has he evolved as a player? Is it him? Is it the coaching staff? Uh, how, how has this happened? Well, you, you have to give credit to the coaching staff because they've been they've been both incredibly patient and impatient with Jonathan Kaminga at the same time. Um, they've wanted to use that secret weapon. Who doesn't want to use a super athletic guy 
who's got the ability to, because he's aggressive, to really make a lot of huge plays. He spent some time working on his mid-range jumper. He really wants to be a good defender. Um, he's better on the ball than he is off the ball, which you know you see a lot in young players. But you got to give Jonathan the credit that Jonathan was willing to buy in. Jonathan went from a guy who wanted to be the goal scorer, like Wayne Gretzky, to, hey, I'll be an assist man. I'll be a utility guy. I'll be a primary option in certain situations. The, the Probably the play that embodies Jonathan Kaminga the most right now is Jonathan Kaminga with the ball at top of the key, Steph Curry coming to set a ball screen, which is really just a decoy to open up a lane for Jonathan Kaminga to attack. For them to implement a play to utilize the gravity of Steph Curry to open up opportunities for Jonathan has shown you the confidence that Steve Kerr has in him because he's become a part of the unit. And because he's 100% bought in, we're getting a chance to see the greatest of Jonathan in his third year. He's going to continue to move towards being an all-star caliber player. I think he's going to want to get there sooner versus later since Scotty Barnes made it this year. And I think that only bodes well for the Warriors. He's right now their, probably their second most important guy on the offensive side of the floor because they need him staying aggressive, but he doesn't always have to be the second highest scorer like he wasn't tonight. But I thought he played an excellent game tonight. Anybody else want to jump in on, on Kuminga? Because it's it's been dramatic, and I'm so glad because, guys, I got to be honest, two, three weeks before the trade deadline, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to wind up giving this guy away. We're going to wind up watching Jonathan Kuminga thrive in another uniform for like a decade. And, you know, I was reading all the stuff about him and Kerr and the feud and this and that, and I just was so convinced that they were going to banish this kid. And instead, not only did they not banish him, but he's literally fitting in like a, you know, hand to glove. It's perfect right now. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I love what we've seen. And to me, it's, it's one of the great stories of the year. What are you guys seeing? Carl gave us his thoughts. Anybody else have a Kuminga theory or thought? A couple of things. Um, it usually takes three years to, for a player to develop. I mean, in a best-case scenario, he's not playing for a weak team and just getting gobbling up minutes. He's had to deal with adversity. A lot of young kids don't make it at the professional ranks because they never have to deal with adversity successfully. Secondly, he is playing in a community of probably the smartest team in the NBA. No so point. he's learning via osmosis, right? And the, the third thing is, it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Steve Kerr is not the best guy in the world. He's not the worst guy in the world. So at some point, the, the information, the intake, was not being received so sensitively. It was received as, well, what is he saying? I have the experience now. How do I apply this? And lastly, I'll just say, Jonathan Kaminga is a dog. This is a guy who wants it. And his talent is flourishing before our eyes. Nobody else in the NBA has a Kaminga. And the Warriors started receiving phone calls. And the first thing that somebody would say was, is Jonathan Kaminga available? So whatever idea you had about your own talent, 
you start to realize that everybody else had a totally different view of what this guy was. So Kirk put him out on the court. He stopped looking at the bench. He started to flourish. And the rest is history, man. This guy is going to be an all-star caliber player. Yeah, everyone knows how I feel about Kaminga. I, I, you know, but I want to add this. Chris Paul, I think, unlocked him a lot. Yeah. Uh, he gave him a lot of confidence, gave him a lot of guidance at the start of the season, um, which helped how, a lot. How so? Great. How so? By talking to him, you mean? Communication, probably. Yeah, communication, confidence building, co- literally coaching him uh, on the court, off the court when they were on the bench. And then Draymond Green coming back, I think, also helped a lot. Even though Kaminga was, was putting up the numbers and starting to thrive before Dre came back, um, I mean, look, Draymond Green is just a brilliant human being, when it comes to basketball, especially. And um, he's been a huge part of this as well. But look, Kaminga, to me, I still don't know what the comp is. Like, I had a, a Mark Jones on the show just the other day, and I asked him, like, like you know, who, who does this guy compare to? And he said Paul George, but I, I, I still think his ceiling is limitless. I, I don't know what the ceiling is. Kid could be a superstar. I'm going to dedicate, I'm lagging on this, but I'm dedicating a show just to him in the near future because even though he's been on the team nearly three years, there hasn't been a lot written about him. Um, so I did some research, and the more you learn about this kid, A, you know, uh, you know, there was a stat mentioned tonight in the Warriors game, which is fascinating. The Warriors are tied, have an, are tied for the NBA record for most players on the roster whose dads played in the NBA with mm-hmm. five, right? You got Steph, Clay, uh, Wiggins. Trace Jackson, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, and, and Gary Payton II. Um, but Jonathan Kaminga's dad was also a, a player as well, and he might have been playing in the U.S. A true story, if he hadn't fallen in love with his wife and ended up staying in Africa, but the progeny is there. So he, he's got, I think, three brothers. <laughs> they all play basketball. Um, you know, he's, he's a very humble person in the sense that he didn't grow up with much. Um, he also grew up internationally, so he's got that Kobe bra- background where he's much more mature than his age indicates, fluent in four languages, so he's intelligent. I think, as Frank said, he's got that dog in him. There's no question. What I saw from him his rookie year that stuck out and why I started raving about him immediately is the fact that he's ambidextrous, grossly underrated aspect of his game. Uh, you know, a lot of players, you kind of square up and force a player to go to a side. You can't do that with Kaminga. He's got great feel for the game incredibly strong um and i just love the fact that kobe bryant's is idle and that's the player he wants to be i i do i love that aspect of him so i've been loving this kid for years and i just you know i'm excited to see what becomes sorry would this uh be too much hyperbole uh i have said that jonathan kaminga within two years will be an all-star and by the age of 25 he could be a top 10 player in the league oh, i don't think it's hyperbole he might be the best player at 25 i mean who knows what his ceiling is i mean it's it's we're finally seeing him actually play i really wish we were seeing him play last year instead of anthony lamb that still frustrates me to no end but who knows you i i don't think that's hyperbolic at all i think this kid's ceiling is limitless it's his you know i've always loved his shooting form it looks a little awkward but in terms of actual uh, you know, kind of structure in terms of yeah. fundamentals. I think it's beautiful. It's borderline perfect. I hear people criticize his ball handling, but I don't see the turnover numbers to substantiate that. I think he's a fine ball handler. That's going to improve. I love this kid, man. I, and the future of the Warriors is just so bright. Really that is. positive communication between Dan Coach Emilio and Cyrus Satsis is brought to you by ValleyHillRoofing.net. <laughs> 209-481-6851. Um, they can only come up a couple times in the show, but I have it written down when, uh, Cy and Danny communicate in a positive fashion. 
uh, needs to be a sponsored segment. Jordan Pena <laughs> says, I respect you guys staying up late analyzing the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know what we're hopefully going to do more of this this year. Uh, and Jordan Pena with another one. Warriors got potential and some good young guys. Absolutely. Steve G says Kawhi ceiling for Kuminga. Um, by the That's way, we should. We should mention this tonight with the uh, with Steph Curry got his 6,000th career assist, eighth player in the history of the league with at Ooh. least 23,000 points and 6,000 assists. Can you name the other guys who in here can name? Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven guys in the history of the NBA with 23,000 points and 6,000 assists. Does anybody know who they are? I'll go with the first one, LeBron James. Can you yeah, repeat LeBron the question James. one more time? I'm sorry. But- the question is, Dan Coach Emilio leaves Philadelphia going 45 miles an hour. No. Okay. Uh, no. 6,000 <laughs> career assists tonight for, for Steph. He's okay. the eighth player in NBA history with at least 23,000 points and 6,000 assists. Can you name the other seven? Seven. Carl, okay. Carl said LeBron. Yes. Magic Johnson. Magic. Magic Johnson is not on this list. No, he's not on that list. How about Big O? Oscar Robertson is on the list. Unless you're talking about, oh, wait, are you talking about Oliver, were you, were you talking about Oliver Miller or Oscar Robertson? <laughs> All right, just Kobe is on that list. Kobe is on the list. I heard Kobe. the answer. Some of some of not is not. okay. This seems it seems a little whack, but what about Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook is on the list, and Jordan mm. is not. Wow. So not no okay. So so James far Harden. we have LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant, Oscar Robertson. There's three more. Not James LeBron. Harden. Not LeBron. Not LeBron? Not LeBron. No, no, no. Oh yeah, no, LeBron. No, no, no. LeBron's on the list. Is uh, Rick LeBron. is Rick Barry on it? We named LeBron first. One. So it's LeBron, Westbrook, Kobe, Oscar Robertson, uh, now Steph. But there's three more guys that we have not. How named. about how about Rick? Rick Barry? No, Rick is not on there. What Kareem. about James Harden? James Harden is on there. Good one, Rye. Yeah. Kareem. Kareem, no. Not enough. Steve Nash? Three. Nope. One of them you're not going to get. It's going to be impossible. Oh, Kevin Durant. Nope. Uh, that's an assist. Yeah. Oh, John Havlicek. How, how about Larry Bird? Hondo's on the list. No Larry Bird. There's one more we haven't named. Jerry West. Jerry West. Wow. wow. Good call. Good call, good call. That's good. I didn't think we were going to get it that fast. So, Frank, you knew that list. You saw that stat earlier tonight, or did you just know the list? No, and I was um, – I was at, I actually I actually watched the game in uh, Marin tonight. So, okay. So when I was driving in, uh, that was one of the questions that they gave. Um, I was surprised about Havlicek. That, that surprised me. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna go boy. I guess I missed. He did everything. I had the uh, great player. Start, Don't get me wrong. Awesome player. Start paying for your comments. Yeah. You know, I'll have Jordan a nice Payne, little talk with Jordan Payne is mailman. No, no. Uh, you, you, you know what, guys? Supers and guessing, if you want. We already got them all, but yeah. I have uh, one more thing to say about Kaminga. I think that Cy touched. Well, I think Draymond. Draymond is plays a key role in this whole thing. So I think Draymond going out and. Forcing Kerr to play Wiggins with Kaminga, and you know, and then a big and yeah, I, that was that Great allowed call. that allowed that first of all, it allowed Steph, it allowed the the vets, it allowed Draymond from the sideline to see, 
oh shit, this is the direction we need to be going. Great this call. is what we need to lean into. And then when Draymond got back, I mean, I don't know if you guys were noticing this, but there was a little bit of a feeling for me like, ah, shit, like Steph looks like really tired out there. He's having some games where he's scoring like 12 points and, and kind of not looking as Steph-ish. The second Draymond gets back, all of a sudden he is exploding again. And it's 60-point games, 45-point games. And uh, Kaminga is just fitting ever, you know, even more seamlessly in. And I think Draymond, I mean, God, he, the guy – Please just, he's got to stay on this team. I, I think he's the key to unlocking all this stuff. Like he, he at this point in, at Steph's age, I think Draymond completely, he makes everything so much easier for Steph. This is a pretty smart group because if we go back, even in the summer before free agency, the consensus among the group was everybody says Draymond sucks. You guys don't know jack about basketball. We all, for the most part, wanted Draymond to be on the team, and to receive the contract that he received. He's validated everything. Draymond is playing as well as he played like seven years ago now. Mm -hmm. so, Shooting really like 40% from three. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, when we started this stream, I really wanted to get Carl's thoughts because Carl coached LeBron in the AAU years. And, you know, obviously the Warriors made a play for LeBron. Um, Wendy – had an article out on ES Brian Windhorse. Those of you who don't know Wendy, um, had a uh, article on ESPN.com today, and he points out that the Lakers won four won the NBA title four years ago. Since then, their regular season record is one forty eight and one forty four. He also points out that the Warriors won the NBA title two years ago, and since then, their regular season record is seventy one and sixty four. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he also points out that in the first five seasons, five, first five full seasons as a Laker, LeBron had led the Lakers to six playoff series wins. In the five years prior to that, he had led his teams to 16 playoff series wins. And then he points out that over the past four season, four postseasons, Steph and the Warriors have won five playoff series. The four years before that, Curry led them to 14 series wins. Um. How do you guys feel about the Warriors pursuing LeBron James? Joe Lacob has come out and said, and it was all Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob is driving this thing, and he just doesn't. I just think he wants to sell tickets, and he and he wants badly to extend um, the Warrior dynasty. Um, the Warriors, you know, paid three hundred fifty million dollars in com in combination of salary and luxury tax last season, nearly four hundred million this season. And they're hinting at maybe trying to reduce costs. But, um, you know, and, and Lakeup, you know, is hawking everything. He he uh, called the station the other day when we were talking about the cap to clarify something we were saying about the cap. So he's really concerned. Really? About, yeah. He's really concerned. <laughs> Ray Ritter's like, yeah, there's this guy named Joe who uh, uh, doesn't like what you said about the cap because I guess we got some of the numbers wrong. Whatever. Uh, I, could, I could really give a damn about the cap, but but Joe Lacob said on the TK podcast last week that the Warriors plan to exit the tax entirely by next season, which leaves the legacy you know of this team kind of in limbo. What do you what it, Carl? Let's start with you, and then we'll go around the room. I want Cy and everybody else's take on LeBron to the Warriors. Is it going to be rekindled this summer? Was it just a a passing deal at the at the at the trade deadline, and what would you think of it? 
Well, I think two things. One, if the Warriors would have had a chance to get LeBron this year, I think they would have taken advantage of it. If the Lakers were trying to do, and I'm not going to say it's a fire sale because you're never going to fire sale a guy of that talent and with that kind of historical legacy. But if they could have cut a deal that could have allowed them to keep Jonathan Kaminga and still had LeBron, then they would have made that deal because LeBron has a thinking cap on all the time. LeBron is always calculating, and the Warriors are at a point where they can't beat teams with just talent. They have to beat teams by doing some of the things we saw tonight. I mean, you saw a team that had seven turnovers in the first quarter finish the game with nine. So having another guy with a thinking cap on would have helped. As you go into the offseason, it's really going to be pinpointed by what happens come play-in and playoff time. If the Warriors can make a run and give themselves a chance to look like, hey, if we added a great piece, we might be able to close the deal, then, of course, you're going to be aggressive. And that's Joe Lacob's job. He's not trying to bottom out and go to the lottery and and try to do it that way. He's going to try to come up with a way to find where the assets that want to be here, want to be in a winning environment, know that the ownership will do whatever it takes to win. So. Uh, you're going to have LeBron James on the table. You're going to have uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo on the table. You're going to have any star player who may not think that where they are, they can win a title in the next two years. You're going to see that person at least get a phone call. If I, you know, looking at the salary cap numbers briefly, knowing that everything needs to match up, I think the Warriors were probably hoping that they could get it done for Clay and Moody. And I'm sure the Lakers would want to grow the deal and make it, you know, Clay and Kuminga, which Draymond said, "Hey, man, that wasn't happening." Um, but what do you what do you guys think? I mean, are we going? I'm a Warrior fan. I'm a lifelong Warrior fan. I don't want to see LeBron James in a Warrior uniform. I really don't. Um, I understand Joe's a businessman and he's got a very expensive, opulent arena, and he's got to get people through the turnstiles, and LeBron would definitely do that. But I don't think I think he's tone deaf. If he, I think there's a huge, huge faction of Warrior fans that don't want <coughs> LeBron to be a Warrior. But Why maybe not? I'm mis I'm misreading that. Am Warrior, I misreading that, Larry? What's the objective? The objective is to try to be a championship team. Yeah, the guy's sure. still one of the best fifteen to twenty best players in the league, and he's clearly one of the three smartest players in the league. It's just, Why would you want to have more of that? I know. No, it's, it's, it, I'm not saying Carl, you're making, you're making a sensible argument. I'm making an emotional argument. I'm just saying he has been the villain and now you're telling us to welcome him on the team. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm alone. You mean the same team that Chris Paul is on? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. Touche. Um, no, I mean, but will LeBron's say, a bigger yeah. villain than Chris Paul. There is a kid. So I'm in LA right now. And like, I have a bunch of buddies that grew up like, you know, hardcore Lakers fans that were, you know, Kobe through and through, you know, the, Kobe to them was, you know, the same thing Steph is to me. And these guys are like, it is weird. Like they won that title in the, and granted it was in the bubble, but they don't really feel it. Like they, they didn't excite them. And they they talking to them, they feel like it's like no longer the Lakers. They're watching like the Los Angeles LeBrons and like all of the like 
kind of internet discourse and everything, all of the like LeBron stand type people, you know, they're, they like go back and forth with the Lakers fans. Cause it's all about LeBron. And I don't know, it's set up a weird vibe where honestly, most of the hardcore Laker fans I know are not like super juiced on this team. Like the, yeah, sure. It'd be nice if they won the championship, but it's not, it's different. But I do think if he came and bent the knee to Steph Curry, that would be different because I feel like, you know, Steph is still the guy, so it doesn't really matter. I can't see the deal happening without Jonathan Kaminga being included. Now, with that said, this would be the would most... You make, sorry to interrupt, but would you make the deal from the Warrior perspective if mm-hmm. Kaminga had to be in it? Maybe. No. And I and, and, and I'm a, and listen uh, now now I'm thinking as an owner, okay? That team would be the highest rated basketball team since Jordan's Bulls. All right, they would gross the most money in the history of the NBA. And if you're an owner, I mean, I can't even talk about the Beatles. This would be the Beatles all over again. Okay. Explain for a second to Rye who the Beatles were. <laughs> um, I mean, because his, and, and here's the thing. What LeBron is thinking <laughs> is basketball has to get easier for him. <clears throat> Watching the Warriors play tonight, it was embarrassing how easy the game was for the Warriors versus how tough it was for the Lakers. I love Jonathan Kaminga, but the reality is Jonathan Kaminga represents a new beginning for the Lakers because he's a star. If he's on the Warriors, he's going to make $30 million a year. There's no negotiation. Lakeup knows that. So if, if you're the Golden State Warriors, you immediately ascend to one of the prohibitive favorites to win a championship because guess what? Um, Achumara is probably going to come back on the other end. Some of their – maybe Vanderbilt comes back on the other end. So the Warriors have a solid team, not only with their starters, but with their bench as well. uh, Buss all of a sudden has a young player that can ingratiate himself in the L.A. market that true Laker fans would love. Maybe you give them Moody, and all of a sudden they're young again, and, you know, that's a team that their fans can really dig. But the Warriors would be on a run towards winning a championship and making an uncalculable amount of money think about the document end of the documentary like for these guys like it would be it's like the two players of this generation it's the old heads just the veteran dudes going up against all these like new up-and-coming teams the nuggets all these young dudes it would be sick it honestly would be like wrestling like it it would be it would be a great tv show by the way i asked the question would you include jonathan kuminga in a trade for LeBron James. Once again, shake your head. Yes or no. I'm going to say no. Wait a second. This shaking of heads where Cyrus and Dan agree is brought to you by Valley Hill Roofing. Dot net. 209-481-6851. They both were shaking their head. No, Cy, we'll start with you. And then we'll go to your good friend, Dan Coach Emilio. I don't. Go ahead. I was. I don't think LeBron's coming to the Warriors. I. I, I think uh, KD. Even this uh, summer. This summer, no. 
I don't think even in this, I don't think that's ever happening. I, I, I agree with so, some analysts out there said if that was, if there were, if uh, LeBron and Steph were ever going to unite, it would have to be like a neutral team. Even though Steph's been a lifelong warrior, I, I just don't see LeBron come to the Warriors. I think that, that would shock me. But with that said, I, and I'm with you in, in the terms of being a Warriors fan. I love this team, grew up with them. I love the fact that the Warriors have an owner who's willing to take these types of actions to improve the team, make them relevant, make them contenders. Because look, if this trade actually did happen, the Warriors are, are championship favorites. I, mm-hmm. I I think they immediately jump up to number one. I mean, it's the, it, it, and depending and, on what they trade, fair. But it, but uh, I I think Clay would have been included, and like the Clay Moody thing, I think would have been the ideal package that the Warriors were, wanted to send. Um, and then I also agree with anyone who says the Lakers would not make that deal without Kaminga. So I, the trade would have never happened. But you, but you have to respect the fact that Joe Lacob wants to win, man, because you have in the same vein where we we criticize owners for failures, we have to give owners credit when they win and when they're they're, they're leading an organization that's constantly you know near the top. Dude, I mean, think of all these decades we had with like the the Chris Cohens and the. Who was the guy before him? I forgot his name. Uh, Franklin uh, Muley. Muley, thank you. I mean, Jesus Christ, he man. Had I mean, nice go- hats. He had a really yeah. nice hat. <laughs> so to go from that to Joe Lacob, I'm I'm grateful, man. And I just love the fact that he's at least trying to to constantly improve this team. Danny, by the way, you, were, you, you bypassed oh, Dan Fanan, Larry. That's true. I did. As soon as I said that, I thought Dan Fanan is looking down, going, damn you, Kruger. Um <laughs> Coach Emilio, Dan Coach Emilio in Mesa, Arizona, as we speak, behind a, a not Mesa, West Side, West Side, yeah, West, West, West Side. side. I'm, on West the West side. I'm, 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 I'm out there, Peor- in Peoria. Oh, Peoria. Peoria. That's a much yeah, more yeah. dangerous part of Arizona. Probably yeah, behind a 12 foot retaining wall with an HOA, guards, and uh, lights. But Danny, in the background. Yeah, exactly. There's probably. Uh, <laughs> You know, people right now with a life alert around their neck saying, I'm just glad I have this. Um, Danny, what? Because you never know what can happen. Uh, Danny, you 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 don't want LeBron, huh? I, I'd love LeBron, but not for Kaminga. Because Kaminga's 21. LeBron's going to be 40 in December. Uh, you, you'll regret that trade for 10 years. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Would you regret the trade if you won another title? And you got to another final. Um, yes. I, 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 I still think it's not worth it because Kaminga, you can build around Kaminga. You, you can build a championship team around Jonathan Kaminga? I, I think so. Eventually, he, I, I think. I think eventually he's he's a guy that is, he's just, he's just, he's like just starting. I mean, he's 21. Mm-hmm. And it's, look at his, his freakish athleticism. I think the guy gets to be, uh, you know, a twenty-three to twenty-five point scorer starting in a, in a year or two every for the rest of his career. It it does that is that a better player than Dominique Wilkins? Well, we don't know yet. We don't know. I mean, TBD, TBD. He's, he's got as much. He became that twenty-five point a game guy, eight rebounds, twenty-five points, really good defender. Is he a better player than Dominique Wilkins? Not at this point, but I think he's got the potential to be. Is is he a better and, player? And if he doesn't blow James his Achilles out, he'll surpass. We, he could surpass him. Is he a better player than James Worthy at his peak? 
Not now, but I think someday he will be. He's 21. You're talking about a guy who's 40 who's talking about maybe he probably has two years left in the league. Well, here's the the question. Needless to say, none of us are discounting Jonathan Kaminga. In in his draft class, I had him as the second best prospect that I loved. I loved Kate Cunningham. The only guy I loved better than him was Kate Cunningham. I actually liked him better than Scotty. Scotty Barnes, but I knew Scotty Barnes would probably develop quicker just because mm-hmm. he had a really good feel for the game. The The question is, and this is with no disrespect to Jonathan, is Jonathan going to be a 1A guy that you can build a team around? But if you have a chance to get an asset that can help you compete for the next two titles, would that not be the best use of your resources Right now, if you're the I, only, I don't think so because you don't know if LeBron's going to stay healthy for the whole time. What well, if you don't know? You don't know if anybody's going to stay. Well, healthy. He, here's, here's the question. Here's the question I would bring up. When I first toured that arena with Gary Radnich years ago, when we were just when they were just building the thing, I looked around and I said to Gary, "Man, this place is an opulent palace." Were you with Kevin Durant on that tour? I was with a guy named Brandon Schneider. Remember <laughs> Brandon Schneider, who was He's like not. there. One of their executives. And this guy was selling ticket packages. And I said to him, I said, Brandon, the war this place is so fancy and so nice that it's almost as if the warrior basketball people or the warrior business people have challenged the warrior basketball people to keep a competitive roster on the floor so that people because it's gonna be a very, very expensive arena. Will people pay to you know, see a bad team in a very, very expensive arena, I kind of think that the business people challenge the basketball people. So I guess the question would be this. What's better for Joe's business? To win one more ring with Steph and, as you say, Carl, go to a finals and maybe lose and have like a two-year thing and then you know, three years from now, maybe Steph and LeBron are just both either done or winding it down? Or is it better to have Kuminga in that second timeline and a whole new, as Danny described, kind of a blossoming young star that drives people through the turnstiles. I I don't have the answer. I'm literally asking you guys because I'm wondering what you'd say. Let me, let me add this. What's better for the business. Let me, let me add this real fast, real fast, because you look at the, look at the Warriors future five years from now. First of all, Kuminga and Pajemski, even though Pajemski is a rookie and Kuminga is in year three, they're the same age. So you've got two Podstern's 21 this, this month. Kaminga's uh, turned 21 a few months ago. So you got five years from now, you've got Kaminga and Pajemski. Who knows what kind of players they're going to be? Lester Quinones, who is already looking damn good. Guy Santos, who I think is going to be a fantastic player. Trace Jackson Davis, Moses Moody. You have already a nucleus that in five years could be the best team in the NBA and that doesn't include upcoming drafts, free agency. I think I strongly I am disagree with that. And I don't want to break that up. I don't want to that, break that up. I, you have a love for Guy Santos that I've yet to develop. <laughs> you will. You will develop it. I, I mean, Let I me guess, ask you guys this because LeBron, we're talking Danny, about LeBron, LeBron for uh, – Danny, that's two comments in a 15-minute period. I'm going yeah, to have to That's, that's you. a lot, yeah. All right. Uh, we're talking about LeBron for Kaminga. But why not? LeBron's a free agent, is he not? After this year, he can he can yeah. get no. out of his contract. I thought he, he could get he, out of his contract. No, 
No, the, the Warriors have Kaminga locked up realistically for like ten years. No, but I mean LeBron can't he walk? Oh away yes, 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 LeBron. yes. Sorry, I'm yes. so sorry. Yes. So wait a second. Could... Wait a second. This uh, agreement between Dan and Cyrus is brought to you by Valley Hill Roofing dot net two zero nine four eight one six eight five one. Continue, Dan. Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, I think LeBron can. The Warriors could go after LeBron in the summer. And they will, they don't have to have Chris Paul is going to be gone. That's thirty plus million. You can move off of uh, Clay's going to, his comes off the books. And just well, Clay, just to add to that, Dan, real fast, like Clay, you can re-sign him after you get a free agent, right? Because they have the bird rights, so you could still keep him and give him the money, but but after you get, sorry, I just right. want to add that. Before. Yeah, and he could take Clay could take you know twenty million twenty if he wants to stay a warrior twenty, and instead of paying him forty five million or whatever he's getting. LeBron could, you, you get off of Paul, Lacob could pay that extra tax for a, a year or two, and, and he could have both. He could have Kaminga and LeBron. A man who was sideswiped has re-entered the building, and we don't care enough to ask about his vehicle? I mean, that isn't right. We're still worried about Cap and Clay and LeBron. A man <laughs> who we love and trust had his vehicle sideswiped. Bay Area Baller, what's the verdict? Yeah. It's totaled. <gasps> what? Wow. This, it's totaled. What? Your car my is totaled. Car, Who's the sponsor was... for that right there? Brought to you by Roofing. Uh, <laughs> I might need some. Wait a second. Bay Area Bar Baller's totaled vehicle is brought to you by Sharp Corners, sports cards and collectibles. They're at 205 Cypress Avenue in Pacific Grove, California. <laughs> Call Anthony Catania. At 831-521-5264. Dang, uh, looks like somebody took a sharp corner. And didn't, didn't look at, it oh, look, look at that. <laughs> Danny working that into the script. Seriously, Baller, what happened? Where you're, where, oh, where, you, where were you parked? I was parked on the street. It was, you know, it was unfortunate. My wife had, had just moved my car because she's leaving early. We have tandem spaces where I'm at. We had just parked it there right in front. In the creek? And, out yeah, out in the creek, in you know, I don't want to least... divulge too much info, but was it the Bugatti of the person got taken it away was, and cut? Was it your Pagini? Oh, uh, they were oh, drinking. They, they were, were drinking. Uh, they caught the person. Well, I, and apparently the person may have tried to flee, but Ooh. anyway, I don't want. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, the, details, the car, but. The, the the like new car market right now and used car market is so crazy. Like you're gonna probably get a nice fat payout. I bet you're Yay. surprised with how fire your your they value your car. You know the 09 Camry treated me well. You know if I got it probably back in 2011. It was a couple years old. It treated me well, but you know it's. I guess it was time. It's gonna be time to move on from the Camry. You look sad, man. Sorry, you dude. look you look a little shook. Yeah, you do. Well, I was just right before I got the news, I was just about to go on my Trace Jackson Davis tangent because he was just so awesome tonight. He's such a quick leaper. It's just he came in in five. He had Larry. I know you were doing, you know, talking some football, but in the first I was watching it, four, though, in the first four minutes, Trace Jackson Davis played. He had 13 points like they were getting him the rock. I don't know. It was his birthday, too. Shout out Trace Jackson Davis. Happy birthday. I don't know if that's why it's like Clay's getting him the rock pods is trying to throw him sky high alley oops. Like they were trying to get 
Trace Jackson Davis, the rock, he was awesome. He needs 15 minutes a game. But really, the joy is back. It's fun watching these Warriors again because there was a while where uh, they, they were frustrating, in my opinion. But the joy is back. Guys are getting better and better. I can't count out this team. 15 minutes, 17 points, five rebounds, an assist, and two blocks. <laughs> that's a great that's a great uh, performance for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, a couple things and we you know we're gonna end this in a little bit, but I, I wanted to throw out a couple topics here. One, I read today the Orlando Magic have been increasingly mentioned guys as a potential landing spot this summer for Clay Thompson. And this is according to Mark Stein on the Stein line. He said Thompson, of course, slated to become an unrestricted free agent, makes over $40 million. The Magic could have as much as $45 million in cap space if they move on from Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, and Jonathan Isaac. Um, what do you – is, is you know, is there was – okay, so the other night I'm watching the Warrior game. Steph, in the middle of the game, puts his hand out for a high five. And Clay just blows blows right by him. I saw that too, and that's weird. That was weird. And I'm wondering if if Clay feels like Steph betrayed him in some way because Kerr had that hard conversation about playing off the bench. I believe it wasn't it the first game off the bench, or was it before that? I think it was maybe the game before before that. I think it was the game right before that. I think. What What do you make of of that? I mean, is 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 Clay Thompson not? Are the Warriors not going to the finish line with Clay Thompson? And um, you know, I, I'm sure Clay probably feels like, you know, if if uh, he was going to be traded, that Steph would have to okay it. Do you think there's in the t- deadline just came and went recently? Do you think there's some bad vibes over maybe some of the dialogue around the trade deadline that? Maybe Clay feels like Steph did, wasn't there to support him. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to read guys shining other guys, but it was blatant. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else see that? Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't I, see it. What but were we I seeing did, there? Uh, I did read <laughs> something somewhere yesterday, the day before, that Steph said something like a hundred percent that him, Clay, and 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 uh, Dre finishes Warriors their careers. That it's a hundred percent. You know, yeah. that they have they have this agreement between the three of them. So I don't know to, what to make of it, but I thought it was a bad look. I didn't like it. Um, I, I I think Clay can't allow that to happen. Um, from the start of the season, I've always said that there's going to be a market for Clay, though. You know, for anybody who thinks that it's not a market for him, um, you're wrong. All right, and. Orlando's a team and OKC is a team also because Clay is bigger than his numbers. Mm-hmm. Clay is a champion. These teams want to win championships. And just because you have the talent will not guarantee that you're going to win a championship. That OKC team with Westbrook, Harden, and Kevin Durant, theoretically, they could have won a championship. It never happened. The team that the Warriors beat after being down 3-1 never happened. I respect Klay Thompson's mental focus. Even if he doesn't play as well offensively, he's going to add to any team that is positioned to win at a high level. 
probably a two or three year deal. I think around $30 million. Maybe you'll take a discount with the Warriors for 25. But this trade, this Clay is trash narrative. He's no good. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it's 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 absurd. Hopefully he'll stay with the Warriors, but I think there's definitely a market out there that is going to require some negotiation with Clay Thompson. Do you guys see Digital Drew's comment there, Larry? Is that what was was referring to? Uh the late yes. foul? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a it was like a the play was done and and uh, I think that's what he was referring to. Yeah. I mean, that was a massive bonehead play. So I think it was just kind of an in the moment sort of thing. But it wasn't a good look. I agree with uh Frank. That was it just it didn't look good to for him to do that. I I hope it was inadvertent. Um but you know, Clay can get in his feelings sometimes. Uh I, I mean, I think the question is can Clay He's saying the right things now about like being cool with coming off the bench. He mentioned like Ray Allen on the Heat, mentioned you know whatever Tony Parker, <laughs> Manu. Can can he really can he really put his ego aside and just be a you know the sixth man and just do work in the second unit and just be that guy while like Pajemski basically steps in and you know takes his role. Like is that? Is that is he going to be okay with that? Because if he can be okay with that, he is such a massive asset. You still need him for floor spacing. Like, really, still the only true like absolute three point shooters on this team are Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Um, but I mean, you see it. Like, I know Memphis fans were super frustrated. This is a terrible uh, comparison because Clay Thompson's a Hall of Famer, but they were super frustrated with Dylan Brooks. Like Dylan Brooks, remember how like. The guy had total like main character syndrome where like he would just be hoisting crazy threes, taking ridiculous shots, doing dumb stuff. And it was because he was like kind of the big dog for Memphis. And then these young guys came up and he still felt like he was the big dog. So he was still in Memphis. He gets shipped out to Houston and like he's found the perfect role and he's totally changed as a player and he's totally playing within the team and He's now he's being an awesome leader and stuff. You know, maybe it will take something like going to Orlando for Clay. To find I, so I just hope that he's able to find it here. Right. I think um, he had a talk last week. I don't know. Maybe it was a couple, within the last couple of weeks with Jamal Crawford. And he said it was very enlightening. Jamal Crawford, you know, great six man, light him up score, was telling him just have fun and realize you're, you can affect the game a different way off the bench and you're still have it. Just enjoy that role. And Clay seemed to embrace that. And I think what Clay needs is he just needs his ego stroked by other players that are still letting him know that he's still a great guy, great player. <laughs> and and that it's okay to be a, a six man. You know, Andre Godala was a great six man, but he was in the closing lineup all the time. Well, I would love Clay to finish as a warrior. That being said, there's got to be a limit to the amount of money we can sign him for. I feel like Rice got a good handle on the cap, maybe Carl or Red, but like what if we re-sign Clay to like a two or three year deal or size as well, you know, is he getting does he deserve more than 10 mil per for 15 mil per? Because I'm not going above that. If he wants 20 mil, sorry, then he's gone. So before I hear your response on, on that, and I'm not, I don't want to make this about, you know, my, my Camry that's now totaled, but you know, when, when the cop, when the cop <laughs> knocked on my door and I, 
he said, Hey, you know, your, your vehicle has been hit. Can you come outside? I said, Oh, let me, let me finish up my live stream. I'm doing a live stream. Uh-huh. Right. So when I went back out and kind of the dust was settling and analyzing the situation, the cop was talking to me, he said, Hey, you mind me asking what kind of live show are you, were you doing? <laughs> right. And I was like, only fans. No, no, <laughs> but I said, no, I'm, I'm talking warriors post game. And he's like, Oh really? Well, you got a YouTube channel. And he was like, no. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I, I love sports talk. I listen to sports talk all the time. So then you know I had to name drop, right? I said, yes. oh, you know Larry Kruger? He goes, yeah, of course I know Larry Kruger. <laughs> I was like, that's who I was talking to. I'm talking to him and a bunch of guys. We're breaking down the game. Mm-hmm. So the, the cop who was kind of helping me out through the Did situation. Did he say anything about my priors? <laughs> you know, he, left, he left that out. He was a good guy. He left that out, so he wasn't trying to make you look bad. But he was a he was a fan of Larry. He helped me out, so you know. Hey, when in doubt, just start name dropping Larry. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's let's just say this: the greatest thing I can say. I'm coaching little league. You have to do like 19 trainings, fingerprinted, live scanned, oh. uh, concussion protocol, po- a positive coaching alliance, mm-hmm. sexual uh, harassment training. Um, CPR. I mean, literally, I maybe the greatest accomplishment of my life is that I'm coaching little league. I mean, I you passed the test. (laughs) Seriously, I passed the test to coach little league. So don't go out there uh, in some of these new baseball pants. I I mean, Uh, I almost feel like I almost feel like you know that's like my mic drop. It's like, hey, you think you're a big deal? Yeah, I kind of do. I I coach little league. (laughs) I've I've been fingerprinted. Okay. All right. I just want to let everybody know. Um, seriously, I couldn't believe it. And they're like, I did, I did the fingerprint. I did all the sexual harassment training. I did all this stuff. And it was like, I go to the lady. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get my badge. And she's like, yeah, you, you have four more steps that you need to do. And you need to go to three coaching clinics and you need, I said, coaching clinics. I mean, <laughs> I've got four. I've got four kids. This is my third kid. I've got two kids that have played varsity baseball. I'm pretty on the on the on the guy's sheet where it says he has a quote. The commissioner of the league. It has a quote from Jeff Kent. It says, "Enjoy the game more." I'm like, he said that to me <laughs> on the radio. You're a little moniker about Jeff Kent. He said it to me. Isn't that enough? To, I don't have to do the train. No, no. <laughs> So anyway, I, I am, I am, I'm, I don't know. I mean, Carl and Frank, you guys have worked with kids before, uh, which just means that you are the finest human being. And me, and I've coached kids people. as well. I've coached kids as well, but then, I didn't go through that, that, that level of rigor. That's uh times have changed. Danny tried to coach. Didn't make the cut. <laughs> didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, didn't make it. Yeah. Make oh man. It. Hey, I, I tell you, try adopting a, 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 kid from a foreign country what you got to go through with the uh, hmm. through uh, customs and immigration and through china i mean man they did every kind of background check you can imagine oh my goodness all right guys we, we only have one last topic and then we'll get, we'll get on with our night because i don't want to push this past midnight but we're almost we're 20 minutes till midnight but i do want to get this out there because i think it's kind of interesting and then we'll get we'll, we'll have one last question for you guys the all-star weekend Uh. we talk about that for a second um it was the second lowest nba all-star game viewership on record the lowest all-star game viewership on record 
was last year. (laughs) The NBA has lost, and now there's some debate over this because I've seen this stat, and then other people told me this is not a true stat. But according to what I've read, the NBA has lost 80% of the All-Star Game viewership just since the 1990s. I believe it because NBA ratings are down across the board, which is weird, but true. Why Why can't – I mean, I love – I used to love the NBA All-Star Weekend. Loved it. Taped the dunk contest, watched it multiple times. Um, loved the three-point shooting contest. I didn't even mind the, uh, you know, the, the celebrity game. Um, the All-Star game, when I was a kid, everybody wore their uniforms – and like if George Gervin did the finger roll and Dirk did the, you know, the step back and everybody, Tim Hardaway did the crossover and everybody kind of did what the move that kind of their patented move. I feel bad for the players now because I know that the players know that everybody's watching them. S- Silver made a huge stink. Hey, these guys better play. And then he seemed really aggravated when he was handing out the trophy in past years, I felt like they didn't balance the floor, which is a really bad look. And then in past years, it's been like a layup line of jams and Mm -hmm. nobody plays any D this time around. They did balance the floor, but they did. They settled for more threes. I think there might've been like 175 threes or something. One side shot 91 threes. You did a lot Um, of research for this, Larry. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Well, I was on Monday. On 95.7 The Game, and I knew this was going to be a major topic, so I did do the homework on this. You're right. See, look at size. I knows when I'm pulling, <laughs> pulling, pulling homework. What do, what do you guys make of All-Star Weekend? Do we have any – is there anything the league can do to change the format? I, I like the East-West more than the U.S. against the world. Agreed. Um, is there anything – like if, if I made you silver and I said, rescue All-Star Weekend – do you have ideas to rescue all All Star Weekend? Or I have does one. Be, does it need to be taken out back and shot? I have one, and it's not original. It's not exciting, but you, you saw how much harder the players played in that in season tournament. Give the winning uh, team a half million for each player; they're going to bust their ass out there. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking was, how about this? How about put a huge amount of money on a charity, and you have two charities. But the winner, it's not like the winner makes 80% of the pot and the loser makes 20. How about it's all or nothing? All or nothing. So guess what? You're going to have to face up your charity if you dog. I don't know. I, I, I'm i just trying to think of anything to try to get the players to play. And it's like, I don't want to bash the players because I, I think the players, you know, they mean right. They But. Like you saw Anthony Edwards, he's like, I don't want to play hard. He like literally said, I don't want to play hard. It's not, there's nothing on the line. He, he didn't, he like said the quiet part out loud. Where are you guys with All Star Weekend? Is Larry, it- I think it's time to bring out your roofing spot again. I agree with Cy over you. <laughs> Do you? Uh, Do you agree with Cy? Yeah, I don't think the players care that much about the charity. I think if they got the money themselves, they'll play. Yeah. Danny and Raya agreeing, once again, brought to you by Valley Hill <laughs> Roofing.net, 209-481-6851. They're a go-green roofing contractor, which I know that makes Cy happy, knowing they're a going green. Um, 
No, but go, seriously, what do you guys think? Is there is there anything that can be done? Is this is this like am I turning into the old man? Get off my lawn. What do you, what do you guys think? I like I the mean, old man, if, if that's what you're going for. It, well, no, I'm not. Real, I'm just trying to. I loved All Star Weekend. Like when the when my kids were little, I was down at the gas lamp in San Diego. That it was the night that Levine and Gordon hooked up in the dunk contest for the first time. And we sat there in this in this restaurant, this really good Mexican restaurant down in the gas lamp. And my kids were little because it was a few years ago now. And we loved it. I mean, we absolutely loved it. It was an awesome show. It was a great dunk contest. And I love All-Star Weekend. But it's become, it feels like we're kind of pulling people through it. Like, like nobody really wants to be there. I, I don't know. Follow the money, Larry. It's really about money. And I honestly believe it is because the All-Star Weekend is something I believe that the NBA brand and the owners kind of have a hold of. And despite the ratings and, and losing the audience, it is very profitable. And, and it's a three-day infomercial for the NBA. You know what I'm saying? And the players have way more information now than they ever had before. You can think LeBron and a couple of other industrious types in the league. And I don't think it's bad. I, I think if you said, listen, the winners are going to get a half a million and your charity will get 250000 or half a mm. million. You know, then, yo, players like money. And and it, it motivates them. And if the owners are not willing to say, this is what we make from All-Star Weekend, there's a problem because it's secretive. And they are partners. The players do not look at themselves as employees. They look at themselves as partners. And if you have that mentality then you want to know that we're breaking bread. We're not going out there and working for a salary. As ridiculous as it might sound, despite the money that they make, it's a mentality. And I think Silver knows that. Everybody knows that. But they don't want to address it because they like the imbalance that is currently in place. Now, I, I like that idea. The other thing I would like to see, uh, I love the uh, Steph versus Sabrina, the three-point. That was yeah. awesome. That was agreed. Was, agreed. You know how about how about instead of having a, the the dunk contest that we've seen umpteen years, how about bringing in the WNBA and lowering the hoop to eight feet and watch some women do some crazy jams? You never see the women get any dunks. Lower that thing to eight feet and watch. See how creative they can get. It have you be- heard of Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah, you guys have a real nice conversation about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm being Kenny I'm, Smith. Who? who? I'm, no, no, no. I'm being facetious about that because Michael Porter Jr. kind of intimated adjusting some of the things, and, yes. he, and, and he took oh, really? a real backlash on, he on Twitter. So I'm just kind of joking with oh, you, Danny. Oh, interesting. But but women, I don't think would like that. I mean, I mean, Sabrina already showed. Listen, minus Steph Curry, I can win the NBA three point shooting contest. So they want to. Mortgage up as opposed to mortgage down. This is the mentality. Yeah, can I think that I think that the right. takeaway from the weekend was that Steph versus Sabrina thing because there was actually like real kind of just stakes to it because NBA players they care about they they see themselves as a brand now 
And so in ever since kind of LeBron basically just honey dicked America saying he was going to be in the dunk contest for 10 years and then never did it. It just became uncool. Why am I going to be in the dunk contest? You know, there's no upside for me winning this thing. I'm just going to look, you know, I'm going to look bad losing to whatever. Now it's like Mac McClung. Uh, so that like that, I, first of all, I could never see LeBron ever doing something like that where he put, he goes up against a WNBA player who very much has the chance to beat him. And like, I mean, it was sick that Steph like ended up winning it, but I mean, like that was like real stakes. Like that would have been like, I'd have been, it would have been kind of like, he would have gotten <laughs> shit about that. And like yeah, everyone would have given the Curry brand Steph. shit. So I think there needs to be some sort of shame aspect like that. Cause shame will motivate these players incorporated into the all-star game so i'm thinking maybe even like you know they do the rising stars like uh whatever yeah. you know freshman versus sophomore like maybe you just make it an all-star tournament you just get rid of both of the games and you have like the you know the rookies play one of the all-star teams and the sophomores play the other and then the winner plays blah blah blah. because lebron does not want to lose to a bunch of freaking second year players like that would that would be embarrassing these guys would get embarrassed if it got to that point also why the hell did they take away the elam ending that was like the most entertaining aspect was, of 2022 point, right? it That's made what it I was awesome waiting to say yeah good point, right. good point. so cook the elam endings that they did those couple years i thought the games were terrific yeah they came down to the wire so Actually, i would yeah. like to bring back the elam ending along with like like you found the stadium man you, the only way, only thing that's going to wake these guys up is paying him some cash. But uh, Saturday night is so much better than the Sunday All Star oh, game. Yeah. Like I, I get up, even, even the skills competition. Me and some of my old coworkers, we used to we used to bet on all the Saturday night festivities. They're just they're fun. We're picking a skills team to win. We're picking two guys in the three point contest, a dunk, one, one dunk. It, Saturday night is fun. I enjoyed it. Sunday, the the East got up early in the game, and then it was like I started doing something else. How is that possible? Like it is an All Star game. They're always like come. They're always close. Like I'm personally mad because I actually live bet my Super Bowl winnings on, which is just so stupid. Oh. But I was itching for some sports action. I was like, no way. This uh, whatever the West are down, you know, twenty points in the first quarter. Like this live line, sixteen and a half. Like. I'm throwing all my winnings on that. There's no way this doesn't end up a you know seven point game. Just stayed like that the whole game. Once again, we need to take in a meeting. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> real, real fast too. Just uh, I saw someone propose an idea which I loved. I don't know if they'll ever do this, but Larry Wong here is just play for home court NBA finals. Well, that would be cool too. But I was thinking of a of a one on one tournament, like have Ooh, eight players. They would never do it. They would it's never do too it, much I would shame. Do. That would be awesome if that they did. Awesome. You know, you know. Here's here's when you know Carl and I are familiar with this. When 2005, I think it was. Um, I I was was basically all state had a three on three deal, and we went to St. Louis for the for the mm -hmm. final four, and Carl helped me put together a team of of local college players who played, and we played at the Cow Palace in like this you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, Bay Area tournament. We won, and then our guys got a trip to St. Louis and then played teams from other cities, Chicago, New York, Philly, in a three-on-three -three tournament. What, and, and I thought it was kind of cool, uh, and it was definitely a lot of fun. What do you, There are people who aren't in the NBA that can dunk and can shoot. 
why not have they have halftime shows? Why don't they do a halftime qualifier to find if you want to if you're a great dunker mm. and you're not playing in the NBA and you want to come out at halftime, sign a waiver See, and sign, uh, sign the Achilles waiver, yeah, yeah, sign the Achilles <laughs> waiver and um and 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 basically come out and every team in the league's got their representative. Why not a dunk contest in front of NBA players by guys who aren't in the NBA? I like that, Larry. That I mean, would be kind of, like we all that. know there are guys that can dunk. Mm-hmm. Right. right, dunking is not like oh, it's you're not oh, you're not in the NBA. Well, you can't dunk. There's guys. There's probably better dunkers outside the NBA in some ways, yeah. and maybe even more creative. It's called team know. flight. <laughs> team you flight. Can, you can pull them up on pull them up on YouTube. Team flight. You'll see some of the most ridiculous stuff you've ever seen. I, the I, best dunkers in the world are not in the NBA. No. These right. are professionals that that's all they do. <laughs> okay, so the, here's the here's I got two last questions for you. Who's the greatest dunker in the history of of basketball? You can have one dunker and you can pick you can have the we're going to do a dunk contest, but it's every dunker in history at the apex of their game. Who is the greatest dunker in NBA history? Jason Richardson. Uh, you took my guy, Jason, That's why I had to Rich, say it first. Someone's going to say he's a warrior, but it's Jason Richardson. Took Vince my Carter. guy. Took Carl my said, guy. I mean, Frank says Vince Carter. Baller says Jay Rich. Danny uh, agrees we, with uh, Baller, right? Jay Rich. Yeah, I was going to go Jay Rich, but uh, we're we're talking NBA dunk contest. Uh, yeah, the greatest dunker in the history of basketball is Brent, Brent Barry. And if you take all the guys who've ever played as Zach Levine and it's not close, not because Vince didn't do a great job in 2000, but Vince couldn't do the dunks that Zach Levine was doing in 2020. Pound for pound, I'm going with Spud Webb. (laughs) I'm going old school. It's either going to be, for me, Dr. J, Jordan, or Dominique. I'm going Dominique, man. Dominique. My God, Dom, Dominique in, in, did it in game, man. Those those two hand tomahawk reverses yeah. and stuff. I mean, how do you go again? The, I'll tell you the other one who's a sleeper, and I, I don't. Chris Anderson, Birdman. No, I was gonna, I was going to say the late Len Bias could throw it down with. Ooh. He was entertaining as hell. In yeah. some ways, Len Bias was like a Jordan, Jordan Dominique blend, well, right? Biggest no, one No, he was. He, he was, was six eight, right? Yeah, he was yeah. a, he was the he was the entertainer of Jordan, but we, he was the bigger body. We still LeBron. haven't seen the greatest NBA dunk in game, and and we're, we're going to see it one of these days from Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> when he goes how over, Jonathan, right? yeah. How does Jonathan Kaminga not? How does Jaime Hawkes wind up in the dunk well, contest? Well, Kaminga Jonathan was, Kaminga, no. He was asked about it, and he said. That he didn't rule out doing it someday, but he said he doesn't script his dunks. Like he said, everything yeah, he seems is, like an in-game dunker. Yeah, he like is spontaneous. Like he doesn't plan it out, but he's such yeah. an athletic freak. He's, he's going to jump over somebody in some game yeah. and just like. I, I mean, we got down. kind of robbed by like, like why the hell haven't we seen Zion in the dunk contest? Like that. I mean, oh, Zion, totally. Zion's insane. That I don't know if he still can do it, but. Oh, he's ridiculous. I I always enjoyed uh, Isaiah Ryder, and I and I loved yes. um, I love Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm Bay Area partial, but you know, I wanted to make a comment about Steph tonight because we we obviously he's known for his shooting, his great play, but the pass that he did 
with the no look behind his back. It reminded me, do you remember the play when KD was on the team and it was a long pass to Steph and then he just didn't even look, he just threw it back up and KD, it's like he had eyes in the back of his head. Steph does not get enough credit for his passing. Oh, he's he's the greatest hand-eye coordination athlete maybe ever. Yeah. Did you guys see that, that. that that shot from the tunnel the other yeah. day? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. And that was not one of those. That was not a optical. That was not made for that was real. video. That, that was real, real right? Yeah. What that the was heck crazy. was that? That's Wait, what you're talking like, about his assists. Also, like I, I truly feel like obviously it can't happen, but like I feel like you should just double his assists just for all the assists that he gets every like. He gets every. He never gets the assists, but he gets so many hockey assists and all the assists that were created just from him taking up space on the floor, running around. I want, okay, I want that, to go back real fast to, to Rise All Star Gambling because I used to bet on the All Star Game over and won for like fifteen years in a row. Yeah, and I wish I did that. <laughs> is that what you did? Because the over no. used to be the biggest lock in in gambling oh. history, and and I made a killing doing that every year. So you did not bet on the over. No, I took the live line because I was like, there's wow. no way this game is not within 16 points by the end. And they just they just never freaking I didn't re- realize like Jokic and like Doncic, like they're just not built for the all-star game. Like these guys <laughs> yeah. do not give a shit. And they're just not Jokic built was for it. Hilarious. He was hilarious out there. Two uh two supers, and then I got one last question. We'll jet. Jordan Pena, another anomaly is Clay Thompson off the bench. What do you think of that, Krug? I love it. I want to see more of it. Jordan Pena, Clay off the bench, fire. All right. Jordan Pena single handedly was was incredible tonight with his donations. Thank you, Jordan. All right. Uh, last question. Um, oh, by the way, can you have a celebrity game with celebrities if you don't recognize any of the celebrities? <laughs> Are they <laughs> Miles? Uh, what's his? Uh, the Cowboys edge rushers. Arsons was just going in, but kind of a hardo. Like I, I get a feeling that we could take the panel of this show and make it the celebrities, and they would <laughs> more people would recognize these people than those people. Um, okay, last question. Um, March seventeenth is Selection Sunday. How much college basketball do you guys watch? If I say to you, name me the best player in college basketball that's going to go first in the NBA draft and name me one team that you like to win the NCAA tournament. Can you name either? Can anybody name either a a good team in college hoop or one, uh, let's just say I'll look at NBA draft.net without looking at it. I'll take the top five guys. Can anybody name any of the top five guys that are listed in the 2024 NBA draft mock draft. Yeah. I've been watching ball. Isaiah Collier. Is he still in it? Isaiah Collier. No. Really? He's, he's, I he's straight. Isaiah Collier, six, five from USC. He's, he's, they say he's going 25th in round one. Wow. Can anybody name? He was the projected can, one. Can anybody name any of the top five guys? I'll give you one hint. Two of these guys are from France. The French kid is going first. There's two of them. Saar or Rasacher? Saar is the center. Rasacher is a guard. So I'm going with the center. Good knowledge. 
I follow women's one. college basketball more than men's. Honestly, I can, can anybody name the Pac-12 player that they say is going number one? Number one, who? There's a Pac-12, Pac-12 player who they say is going number one in the NBA draft. Cody Williams kid from Colorado. Cody Williams. Yeah, Cody Williams. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Williams, Williams taller, longer brother. Yeah. yeah I exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, Danny, come I, on, I, don't lie to me. No, I know Cody Williams, Colorado. I mean, what no, about yeah. the kid from Baylor? Is he in the top five? No, he's not in the top five. But is this the last year? Uh, the Pac-12 guard from Bay- the guard from Baylor. No, the guard. Kobe Walter. Kobe Walter. He's third. He's in the top five, but he's mm-hmm. not going number one. Right. Okay. No Selection Sunday. On. Selection Sunday is coming up on the 17th. I'm going As we're time. sitting here on the 23rd, this will be the last question of the night. Who do you like to win the NCAA tournament? I like Who UConn to repeat. Me? I like UConn to repeat. That's I'm so chalk. Just to yeah, be it is, but I'm I lived in Connecticut, so I, I used to go to the games in uh, – Danny's taking Connecticut. Uh, like Red's going Duke. 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 Purdue, I'm going to get suckered in. I'm going to get suckered in. Carl's going Purdue with the big man Edie. Kentucky. I like. I like long shots again this year. I think long shots are going to do well. Who's the so, hottest team in college basketball though? Oh, right it's same. It's St. Mary's. Mary's so I have so many daily. futures on, but I don't know. Mahaney doesn't look the same this year. Um, Aiden Mahaney. Yeah, he doesn't look the same, but they are. I mean, there. I have a bunch of futures on them. I have some futures on Oklahoma from the beginning of the year because somebody told me their guard Javier McCollum was like a complete Do you use dog. A VPN? Like, awesome. how are you placing these bets? I oh, these standard. I mean, to win the tournament, pretty standard. I also, I mean, I'd still love Kentucky. So how are you betting? Like, like how? Oh, you have a v- I have a bookie. VPN? I have a oh, you bookie. Have a bookie. You're going old school. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Kentucky, so like, hey. Kentucky just has dog. Like Dillingham is insane. I don't know if you guys watched that Florida game last night. I mean, I mean, not Florida. Sorry. Um, LSU. 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 Yeah. I mean, they lost. That was the flukiest freaking game winner of all time. But uh, Dillingham just completely took over the game. Also, that kid Shepard, the white white dude, kind of like reminds me of like Devin Booker in college a little bit. There's supposedly two teams from the Pac-12 that are going to make the tournament. I mean, USC is not even going to make the tournament, which is insane. Does, does anybody know the two Pac-12 schools that will make the tournament? Washington Utah. State and Arizona? Mm-hmm. Arizona, yeah, the Wildcats. Wow. Arizona, they say, is going to be a one seed. The one line right now is UConn, Purdue. I'm looking at uh, at um, the bracketology. UConn, Purdue, Arizona, Houston on the one line. Carolina, uh, Tennessee, Kansas, and Marquette on the two line. Duke, Bama, Iowa State, Baylor on the three line, uh, Auburn, San Diego State, Creighton, and Illinois on the four line. Mm-hmm. San Diego State that high, really? Houston's Surprised playing them? really good, right? Houston's. They're, Houston's yeah, they're always. Point. I always just want to pick Houston though right. in the tournament, just because of the, I mean, just the rebounding and the athleticism. I'm I'm rolling uh, with Houston. I'm rolling with Houston. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Connecticut. I'm gonna go with talking about college in the draft. Do the Warriors not have a number one next year? Correct. Yeah, they don't. But they just tried to coach Corey Joseph for number two. All right, that's, that's gonna do it for us. Let's tell. Let's cre- uh, promote everybody's channel. Bay Area Baller eighteen. 
Everybody go give him a like and subscribe. The man lost his vehicle in this stream. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That's true. That's, That's true. Crazy. And I got his. There was one comment that don't find it, but Antonio Green said, Baller, you got to give pods the respect. And you know what? I do. I got to capitulate because I went on here post draft and I said, you know, Pajeski yes, is one handed. I don't know if he's got it. I knew he's a rebounder, I knew he's tough. But I was wrong. I didn't think Pods was going to be doing what he's doing. I'm not afraid to admit when I was wrong. Respect. So, hey, Pods, keep it up. Uh, I love how, you know, you're proving the doubters like myself. You know, I was worried that he's so left-hand dominant. Well, guess what? He's got a, a sweet floater that he doesn't even need to finish with the right if he doesn't want to, which he has finished a few, you know, with the offhand. So he's not Killian Hayes where he's just, a completely just one hand dot. So he's mixing it in. So uh, Antonio Green, I got to capitulate. Pajemski, this kid's a dog, man. He's a winning basketball player. He makes winning basketball plays just with how tough and hard-nosed and, you know, how willing a rebounder he is. So uh, shout-out to Pods. Keep it up, man. Jonathan Kuminga, sky's the limit. Just keep getting better and better. He's averaging 20 points a game since january 5th like we haven't even seen kuminga ceiling it's right now i'm not going to call kuminga a star yet but this guy's turning into a stud is what i will say kuminga's turning into a star that's um everybody give baller a like and subscribe Cy, when are you going to be next on the locked on are you going to be tomorrow before the game the warriors go tomorrow night correct post game uh warriors and hornets right is that who they're playing Uh, right right yeah, that the Warriors better win that. That's all I'll say there. Um, yeah, and I got an intern. I got a couple interns now, so I'm going to introduce one of, one of them on the program tomorrow night. What's uh, her name? And otherwise, same old good old time. And um, who's your intern? Me, man, I missed you. I, 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 it's the one bright side to the the Niners season. What a fucking sorry to swear. Which is what a depressing event that was, man. I, I don't know how deep your coverage went in that regard but uh i was in vegas i was in vegas Mm -hmm. oh dude that just killed me man that that was that hurt more than the ravens loss that hurt more than the first chiefs that that just fucking hurt man because you knew they had the game and shanahan went for a field goal instead of a touchdown and ot and yeah anyways but uh, thanks for having me it's good absolutely danny uh norcal sports network when are you going to be on again uh sounds friday, good yeah. all right right uh, no, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow uh friday we'll 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 come back on take the weekend off uh i just ha- i i had a little notes in here i uh i see a couple of guys that were you know that love to hate on me which is cool that's fine i, I can take it uh it's not fine but but you're handling it with but, grace but, but uh, san francisco giants mania came in here and uh i I booted him, banned him off my show last night. Sworn so, enemy. So really? he came you in banned, here. Banned somebody. So, and you know, I, I was just going to say, you know, Larry and I are friends. You might want to pay to make some of these uh, comments, derogatory comments toward me, because I might just pay Larry to just boot you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have the money to do that. So, and, and I think Larry would probably enjoy it. So uh, San Francisco Giants mania and Cad V20. Cad V20 was... Uh, Hadn't said a word, Danny. and he was giving me a hard time. So Danny doing drive-bys. Uh, yeah. Rye, we're gonna we're gonna play Frank's song on the way out. Is is uh, is uh, 
is 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 your dog anywhere nearby? Is is Ringo in the house? Ringo is okay. No longer. Ringo. No, he still is, but he just okay. rolled in shit yesterday. So <laughs> wait, wait, what was going Whoa. on? Catch me up, man. I have no idea what this is about. Oh no, no, he's he's a totally healthy dog, but he just it rained in L.A. and he just found like a mud puddle. It turned out it was just shit. old dog shit or something. Oh, so what did you do? So where couch. is he? Oh my uh, he's, god! I took him to Petco for a wash, but just all the <laughs> have, we're cleaning the, the cushions, the carpet. Oh, just, oh uh, did he really? Oh yeah! Just yeah when I see my hurt. dog rolling around in the grass, I'm like, no! Yeah. And that's grass. I mean, we're talking no. shit. And is Ringo on the couch? Oh, could we? Could, is Ringo nearby? Could we put? Could we put the camera oh, on Ringo? Man, he's he's already he's in bed with the missus. He's already, he's already in bed <laughs> the miss- with the missus. Oh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's super. Your clean. missus or his missus? Uh, Frank, Wait, when, when, have, when do you, oh, go ahead. I got to ask it one question to Dan because I was just thinking with all these baseball, uh, all the the the, the jersey uh, stuff. I don't know if you guys are following this. It's oh, hilarious! Yeah. All of the jerseys, all of the pants are completely see through. So like, there was like a photo of uh, what's his face on the Giants with the mustache, uh, their third baseman, Casey Schmidt. Casey Schmidt. Like yeah. he, it's like official team photo. You can just see his ball sack. There was some guy on the Padres. That was bending down. You see his entire dong. Like oh. it is, it is absolutely crazy. Right, sent me a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And uh, also, they just like maybe they they're trying to go for the women job. fans this year. Maybe they. I, I know. I was. Th- I was going to ask Dan. You know, Kapler somewhere just oiling himself self up with coconut oil. Yeah, How much is, you? Kapler's he's like, God. Is, hey, why why did we have these year? last year? Yeah, exactly. I did, I did talk to Marty Lurie today, and I said Marty has the five down there, and he's. Like it's real, you know. For me, it's real baseball. It's real baseball again. <laughs> so I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "There's no, you know, Gabe Kapler. Kapler's out. Melvin's in. It's real baseball. It's real <laughs> baseball. You gotta come down here. Now you ask a question, you get an answer. When you ask Kapler a question, he he followed it up with another question. <laughs> uh, Carl, when he, I mean, uh, Carl, when uh, when can we hope? see you again is it possible we can get you back i know we've wasted two hours of your time tonight but uh, is it possible you'll come back <laughs> i think so wasted. Okay. well i don't know i mean i was just <laughs> trying to be self-deprecating red when do you go uh when do you when does the in the dungeon show go again uh definitely this weekend i might pop in um uh tomorrow night i haven't been on for a while maybe three or four days so i want to get my uh, Listeners, people who support me, uh, maybe some opportunity to talk talk about the Warriors like we're doing tonight. Hey, Rye, hey, Rye, you know my song, the new joint? Oh, I okay, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Could do you, do you have a link you could text me? Um, text it to him. We'll, we'll, I'll play one, I'll play the other. I, I don't, um, I'm trying to, oh, yeah, oh, well, we got time. What yeah, the okay. hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, only Danny uh, has lights out at uh, Del Boca Vista. Yeah, it's only um, one. It's only one two, fifteen here. It's yeah, only one fifteen there, and that means most of the people are getting up already for the morning. You know, I'm not. I'm not in El Boca Vista anymore. You know that. I'm renting. I'm you renting, got booted. I'm renting that one out. I I bought a new home in, last year. Look Wait, what? Yeah. All based on the proceeds of Dan's NorCal Sports Network. Yeah, oh, it's, congrats. It's, uh, yeah, those. Where uh, Where are you at now? I'm up in uh, it's, it's actually another gated community that keeps no, undesirables on the outside. No, I've actually got kids in this neighborhood, which is kind of nice. Kind of nice. I don't want to be around 
all old people. You know, it's, it's, that's a bummer. Not a way to live life. I like life, oh. kids, you know. Um, as somebody who's been through a lot of little league training, that's a bad sign. I may have to report you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be around people my own age. I want to be around younger people. Uh, these are these are bad. Oh my bad goodness, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. No. Um, by the way, and some of these trainings are like, you know, if somebody changes their behavior, it's like I don't even know these kids. Um, how, would I, how would I know if their behaviors changed? He was quiet on the first day. Rod, just Rod, just get to the song. I got it. Okay, you got, you got it? it. Now, Rye, what can you do with it? Send it. Okay, what I can do? <laughs> can you send it to me, or how do I? Do I can sh here. I can share it, and I think all you have to do is just allow it. Like it's as if you're like adding someone to this. Uh, share it. How? Where do I go? Here. Brand? Uh, oh, there here. We here we go. Shit is crazy. Is there? Is there? Is this the video? Yes. No. Let me know if you guys can hear it. This looks like a commercial, right? It is. I a want to see that movie. That looks like a good movie, by the you way. Know, I deposit the reference. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I like it. But what I don't have. You won't hear me complaining Like a magnifying glass I zoom in on the finer things But let up all my tears Will protect me from my fears Wash the pain away So I can see clear Like old song from the past Discovering new things about myself But being okay from not having all About the compromise Mentally relaxed Emotionally ready to bear I can write a novel From one man's stare You wanna find the truth? Look beneath the surface Everybody has talent And you need to find your purpose I wish I was a handyman Could fix everything Swoop in like a doctor When someone's in pain My journey may not be in Cause the truth would be different No matter much I explain to some It won't make sense When someone laughs at you They're probably crying inside Instead of being what they want to be They chose to run and hide Salute to anybody That took the time To listen to just one of my wrote a thousand rhymes When I look into my daughter's eyes I know where I'm supposed to be Everything's in front of me I know, I know, I know. Everybody seems surprised, but I never felt more free. I know where I'm supposed to be. I know, I know. Like a disobedient puppet who let the industry control me. Long live the black mama. We miss you, Kobe. I got the chance of a lifetime. I'm on cloud nine. I got that Golden State Championship feeling. One of the toughest things to do is to confide in someone. I was raised not to ask anything, go get the job done. Then by living, you learn how hard life is. You could come up short even when you're handling your best. Life will come with instruction, you gotta figure it out. Like stains in the carpet, I erase all the doubt. Create my own definition for success. Don't beat myself up, I can honor all the requests. I live my life based on my reality. For those that can't relate, I had to cut them like a calorie. Much you're given, sometimes you don't deserve. You said you got the talent, but do you have the nerve? I asked for one and God gave me a sign. Now it's up for me to use before I run out of time. When I look into my daughter's eyes, I know where I'm supposed to be. Everything's in front of me. I know, I know, I know. Everybody seems surprised, but I never felt more free. I know where I'm supposed to be. I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. 
That is good, Frank. You, you like Who, now, is yeah. that the same yeah. same uh, girl yeah, you had going before? What's her name? What like. Her name is Sonarelli, and she's an absolute superstar. Uh, she spells her name S-O-N-N-A-R-E-L-I-E, Sonarelli. And um, again, man, she's a major, major star. Um, she and I hooked up. She liked my music, and uh, she agreed you to get on up, the, huh? the second song. <laughs> that so, is cool. Uh, yeah. So, nice. yo, man, thank you. I really appreciate it. I think as an artist, what you want to do is just simply be consistent. You know, people have favorite songs or whatever, but uh, I like the vibe of the song. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm working on a couple of more songs now, so I'm going to release a couple of more uh, over the next you know, three, four, five months. So let's do this. Let's play out, play everybody out with your other song that we've had in the in the hopper here for a while. I dig it. Um, make you feel. Here we go. Thank you. And, Appreciate and everybody, have a like great that. night, everybody. What's you that? Gotta sound like an uplifting Scarface or something. You feel <laughs> that at all? All no, good. good. I'm a big Scarface guy. Here we go. Right before we set up on this, only made a pledge to get some wins and live his life against the grain to the bitter you end. You shot at life. You think there's nothing else for you to do. This ain't a tragedy, son. I know I've seen a few. You're not responsible for somebody else's thrill. Your integrity's intact and you're still trying to climb the hill. I was a lonely man. I never thought it would come true. Sometimes in life, all you have are your dreams and you. That's when you realize that life ain't standing still. And all you can do is bow your head and accept God's will. But it's funny how it makes you feel.